the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Carol, we were just talking about this uh, Title IX rope-a-dope that uh, Joe Biden is trying to do Mm -hmm. with women's sports. Uh, First of all, good morning and welcome in. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, And that Megan Rapinoe, the woman who is maybe one of the more famous female athletes, is actually advocating it. And I thought, well, you talk about like advocating your own demise. Her whole thing has been parody in the sport for pay. And now she's actually encouraging Mm -hmm. men to just come play it, I guess. Well, that's the whole thing with wokeness is that you're always going to need to be pushing that envelope. Somebody's always going to have to be moving that needle. And Megan Rapinoe is, is that person right now where she can't just say women's sports are important, which is a very liberal position, right? It used to be that liberals would, would fight for women's sports um, and say that women's sports you know, need to exist and need to be important and need to be taken seriously. And look, we need to have this ec- economic parity, even though we don't get the same number of eyeballs. Okay, all of that. But then with wokeness, you have to take it to the next level. And the next level right now is we need to allow trans people into this sport. And The thing is, biological men will always have a different body structure than biological women. You can say whatever you want. You can call them whatever you want. But they're going to be biological men who will be competing with biological women. And that will never be a fair matchup. And so she's destroying her own thing because she needs to be taking this next woke step. Another example that I often give in the same vein is what is going to be the purpose of women's studies department when we don't know what what a woman is anymore. And so they're destroying their own uh, institutions and organizations that they've built themselves in the name of this wokeness. Carol Markowitz, um, you've you've written a couple of pieces that I want to dive into today. One of them's at Fox News about Disney. But before I pivot away from this subject, um, the designation of women's sports and men's sports is, is a long one. Title IX's, you know, decades old now. Mm-hmm. And, and I just asked a rhetorical question. I'd, I'd love these trans advocates. I'd love Megan Rapinoe or anybody else to, to answer this question. And that is, why did we ever have the designation of men and women's sports to begin with? If they, exactly. I mean, why, why does it exist fundamentally, sincerely? Like, do you think they'd answer that? Right. Well, why did any of it exist? Why, why did we need separate women's locker rooms? Why did we, <laughs> again, why, why were there women's studies departments? Why did so many liberal women go into these women's studies majors if being a woman is not anything separate or different or unique from being a man? So, yeah, like, you know, wh- where are those men's studies departments? Um And I I think that there's so many things like that that they haven't thought through because they're all caught up in this. It really is a mania where they're they have to be parroting the same thing in our book, Stolen Youth. We go through where the history of totalitarian societies were very similar, where people got caught up in 
a frenzy where they needed to make other people conform to their point of view. And it, it's happened many times in the past. The, the only unique part of the cultural revolution that has come to America is that we know it's happening. It's not like we're going to look back at this time in 20 years and say, wow, these people were pushing a cultural re- revolution on us. We know it's happening today, so we can try to stop it today. The piece you wrote about Disney, uh, the headline, Disney's latest rewrite is a flex to show who's really in charge. They, uh, they're releasing a, a new kind of uh, live action, if you will, or digitized version of uh, The Little Mermaid, one of the classic. I mean, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember as a kid when The Little Mermaid came out, uh, I loved it. You know, Aladdin. These are great stories. Yeah. But of course, you've got to take it now and make it woke. So what, you, you write about a couple of instances in this film that, that's being released, one of which, of course, is the, the villain in the movie is apparently too mean. And uh, the guy who wants to kiss the uh, budding princess and she wants him to kiss him, uh, that may seem a little too aggressive for the, I mean, it's just insane, Carol. Right. Well, the whole plot of the movie is that she needs him to kiss her and she's (laughs) unable to tell him. So the fact that they're now going to demand some affirmative consent from a mermaid in order to have a prince kiss her to release the spell that she's under because this octopus lady put her under the spell. I mean, it's just like, why are you inserting your, you know, real life nonsense into a, a clearly a fantasy story? And the thing is, again, what we need to recognize is they're doing this because they need to be in control of all of our culture and that they need to be pushing their point of view. And, you know, the people that say to me, like, what do you care? It's just a couple of lyrics in in Little Mermaid. Yeah, okay, maybe if it were just a couple of little little lyrics in in Little Mermaid, I wouldn't care. But it's not just that. They're rewriting Raw Dolls books. They're stopping the publishing of Dr. Seuss books. There's so many creepy things that they're doing in our culture where they're rewriting history. They're pulling down statues of our founding fathers. There's, uh, they're, they're literally altering our culture as it's happening and, and our history. And so, no, it's not just a few little lyrics. It, it, it's a real revolution that's coming to us. Well, and again, the VP of marketing at Bud Light, who says that uh, the way we used to market our beer was too fratty, uh, too male dominated. Right, and and right. so she has driven their market shares into the toilet, 30 percent fall off in sales, billions lost. Uh, to make a point, I'm not sure what point she's making, but she's gone after the traditional consumers and tried to push something new, I guess, like Disney is here. I, these same mm-hmm. ideologies are, are running <laughs> these companies now. Yeah, but we have to recognize that a lot of the people at these companies do not care about making money. The point to them is not their stock price or keeping shareholders happy or any of that. It is These companies are actually ideologically captured where the people who are making these decisions have an ideological goal. Their goal is not to have Bud Light succeed. Their goal is to have Dylan Mulvaney on the can, and that goal has been met. So it's we have to look at it really differently than we've been looking at, you know, punishing corporations, uh, that kind of thing. Yes, you absolutely should stop um, buying from these businesses that are pushing this agenda because that's step one. But we have to understand that for for them, that is not going to even make a blip because their point is not to sell product. Their point is to push an agenda. Carol Markowitz with us, um, uh, author of a a very, very important book. And I I hope everybody 
picks it uh, up. It, it's called Stolen Youth, How Radicals Are Erasing Innocence and Indoctrinating a Generation. Jennifer Say, I, you probably are familiar with her, and if not, she's the um, yeah, of former yeah. Levi's uh, brand manager. She was set to become CEO of Levi's, and then she dared say during a lockdown mm-hmm. she didn't think public school kids should be kept out of public school. And right. uh, for for this, the woke came after her, and she's a Democrat left wing voter, and mm-hmm. her own company chewed her up and spat her out, as you know. And uh, she tweeted something yesterday, Carol. I wanted to get your reaction. She said, "I appreciate all the DMs of support from business leaders and <laughs> CEOs. I'm begging you to stand up publicly, though. It shouldn't take courage to say we want to get back to business, run our companies with discipline, treat our employees fairly, and create conditions for them to thrive and make meaningful contributions while retaining." Uh, their full humanity, focus on product excellence, creativity, and innovation, and financial rigor. But it does. Now is your moment. We can't do it alone. Stand up. Be, be brave. Your leaders lead, she tweeted. Right. So Jennifer Say, she's amazing. Um, during the pandemic, she was just such a brave voice for uh, for children, for schools. Um, you know, what she's describing is something that has happened to me so often uh, over the course of my career where somebody will write to me and say, oh, thank you so much for speaking out about this. I can't speak out about this, but I'm so glad you are. Yes. And, you know, I used to kind of appreciate it maybe. Um, but during this, especially during the pandemic, when I had when I was fighting to open schools in New York City and in other places, and I had these weak, cowardly, you know, media people on the left in my DMs saying, like, thank you so much for fighting for this. And they don't say one word. They yes. don't use any of their of their capital to, to make the right decisions or to say the right thing or to fight for something that they all know is right. I have no respect for those people anymore. I, I, I am not flattered that they're in my DMs. I, I find them repulsive that they even, you know, didn't do anything to help any of the children. Maybe they saved their own kids. Maybe they got their own kids a tutor or move them to a private school, but they didn't say a word for all the other kids who couldn't do that. It, and I, I know exactly what Jennifer Say is, is going through, where, you know, you have these people encouraging you to keep up the fight while well, they're too cowardly to mount the fight themselves. I know people in, Carol, similarly, um, and I hate to, some of them listen and know exactly who I'm talking about, and I don't, I don't mean to pick on them. It's very frustrating. Now, granted, I'm a talk show host. I mean, my business is to sit and talk and share my opinion every day. But I have uh, friends in extraordinarily influential positions inside their companies who, who talk mm-hmm. to me like they're hostages. And, right. and I, it just drives me crazy over dinner or something, Carol, when they'll say, oh, man, I wish I could, you know, I don't believe any of this yeah. crap, but I've got to to keep my phony baloney job. You know, it's like, yep. come on, man. Yeah, as Biden would that say, really, it, it, it drives me particularly crazy after writing this book, because we really did do a deep dive in what happened to people who did stand up in other societies, in the Soviet Union, in Nazi Germany, in Cambodia, in China. And, you know, what's the risk to you here that you're going to be you have some bad Facebook comments from your neighbors who you don't even like or, you know, when you're when you're arguing things like whether to open schools um, or you. If you if you suffer at your job, there are other jobs. Like I I know that it's hard. I look. I moved my whole family to Florida to because I needed to save them and I needed to make a point that I couldn't let my kids grow up in the woke insanity that had become New York City. Things are hard, but they're nowhere near as hard as other people throughout history have had it when they stood up for what was right. And so when you're 
too cowardly to stand up and say, this is the right thing for my company to do. Um, I, I just, I can't have any respect for those people anymore. They're, they're letting us fight their fight and they're not joining in. And the left is winning because they are, you know, they're, they're too loud and that they're more powerful than us. And the truth is the, the, they're the minority. This woke yes. insanity is the minority in the country. And so if other people could get a little braver and stand up for themselves, we could beat this thing. I, I never imagined in a million years that I would hear people in management, I mean, in, in authority in a company, say they're afraid mm -hmm. of their underlings. I, I never thought yeah. I'd see that day, but that's where we are. That is where we are. And, and those underlings are applying the exact right pressure on these people. They're, they've scared them into submission. And the, these people need to recognize that they're not just fighting for themselves. It's for all of us. And they need to grow a pair, and they really need to stand up and say something. Carol Markowitz uh, at the New York Post, and the book is Stolen Youth, How Radicals Are Erasing Innocence and Indoctrinating a Generation. I'll close on this. I know you read it at USA Today. We had it uh, this week. Transgender and non-binary young people are coming out at younger ages, Carol, says uh, the mm -hmm. uh, Trevor Project and their data, their youth yeah. advocacy group. Uh, one in 10 coming out before age 13. And again, I say, regardless of coming out or non-binary or your gender, whatever, like the, the idea that there are 10, 11, 12-year-olds comfortable in their own skin, period, never mind whether they think they're yeah. a boy or – it's absurd. It's obscene. No one I know has been a prepubescent or middle school kid and felt comfortable and confident in their person. It's disgusting the right. way we talk about them now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the idea that ever smaller children are attaching themselves to the idea that they were born in the wrong body, it is because this ideology is being pushed on them. It is because they're being taught that this is an option. If you don't think that it's an option to be born in the wrong body, believe me, you're not going to say that you're, you're, you're the wrong gender. But you know, the thing is that like, even, even these numbers, they really show that it's, it's mostly happening to this prepubescent set, to this teenage pre-teenage set where they're they're feeling uncomfortable in their bodies it's mostly women mostly little girls and that they're they're saying that they're a different gender and they don't really realize what that means and then they're getting put on hormones and they're being transitioned and all of that has such lasting damage and the fact that we're not allowed to speak about it is just one of the other ways that this conformity is pushed it's like you're not allowed to tell the stories of the detransitioners who are suffering and have lifelong problems because of the they've done to them as children. I think that what we're going to look back at, at at this era is just madness. And how could they? How could they do this? And you know, somebody tweeted the other day. Um, you know, they used to do shock therapy for for gay people, and we look back at that now like, wow, that's crazy. But cutting off, you know, the genitals of a, a, a teenager is somehow yeah. going to be okay it's not going to be okay we're going to look back at in a much more serious way than even that and you know uh, in this same story that what they credit this uptick to which i don't i can't imagine if you're gay you like reading this their, their summary is really the reason this has become uh, no longer verboten is thanks to gay marriage they basically say hey well mm -hmm. thank because gay marriage opened the door and now kids feel like they can say i'm not a I'm not the gender I was born anymore, which I I mean, having talked to a number of gay people about this trans issue, yeah. they draw they draw the line there. Gays. A lot of gays do not like this trans issue and they want to disassociate from it, by the way. Right. Yes, exactly. I've heard from a lot of gay people who say that this trans 
you know, attachment to their cause has been bad for everybody and that they don't feel any kind of affinity with trans people. Um, you know, they, 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 they just don't see it as the same category at all. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.